You are listening to Just Riding Along on Mountain Bike Radio. Get closer to Barry because it's an excuse to be like... You want to get closer to Barry because he has luxurious locks? Is that <laughs> it? touch your hair. Maybe later. Maybe later. <laughs> that seems ominous. Um, I would touch his hair. I get kicks out of it. I don't know. Would I you get, touch his hair because you don't have much hair? And, it, and I'm like, I'll be Is like, you can it's touch like it, but it's got stuff in it. I don't use product. I don't use product. If you did, it would be like golden ringlets. Yeah, it would be. Sometimes when I don't wash it for a while, it's pretty greasy and curled up. Can you define a while? Wow, a few days. Oh, man. It's a long time to go. No hair washing. You know, with curly... Uh, when you're out in the woods. With, with curly hair, if you don't shampoo it, like if you just rinse it, it's less frizzy. Yeah, it gets really greasy. Yeah, it does. I think. I don't like my hair. So for those of you that haven't noticed, this is day two of the Breck Epic stage race for 2015, and we are here with myself, Andrea, Barry Wicks, Chris, and Corey in the in the same room but far away, and they're all riding their Kona bikes in the Breck Epic. So how's it how's it been so far? Are you doing the three day or the six day? I'm doing the six. Chris and I are doing the six, and Corey's doing the three. Because then he's going to Leadville. So okay. No, it's been awesome. Like you know, this is an event that's always been on the schedule that we haven't really looked at that seriously. I don't know why. Just I think maybe the timing. We're usually pretty blown out by this time of year, just because we're you know. just afraid of getting our asses kicked. Mostly that too. Altitude's not friendly, but this year, we're like, yeah, screw it, let's do it. It's going to be awesome, and it's been great so far. The riding here is amazing. The train is unbelievable. Having an awesome time. Suffering, but it's great. Have Have you been uh, each day? Like, are you um, up there? Like in the, with the lead guys? Like, not really. I mean, it's hard to gauge because the three day guys are like, oh yeah, a whole different planet. But like out there getting flat tires and shit. Yeah. <laughs> today, you know, today was better. I think our mentality coming into the event was to take it pretty mellow the first couple of days because the altitude effect we think would be pretty cumulative so yesterday was kind of a intro day took it pretty pretty easy and then today like feeling better and went faster today but yeah i don't know six days of like gnarly high altitude stuff so i think cory's done this before and he said that you have like a good day and then the next day it'll just be total shit and then the next day it'll be good it's just like totally random hit or miss depending on like Oh, God. Who knows what? So. I felt good today. I hope I don't feel like shit tomorrow. I know. That's what I was worried about today, too. I was just like, oh, man, I feel good. Like, I'll just kill myself today, and then tomorrow's horrible. So, As long as you don't treat any – or as long as you don't treat an individual day like a cross-country race, you should be fine. Well, it should be, hopefully. In theory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but if you, like, treat a day like a cross-country race, and then the next day you're dead, it's like, well, that's what you get. But, like, if you ride conservatively all week and you end up just, like – I don't know, dead, then, like, sorry, altitude kicked your face in, right? I mean, like... Yeah, but that, I mean, that's kind of the interesting part about this race is there's this unknown factor that we don't really know how we're going to react to, and it, for me, anyways, it, I feel like it takes the pressure off a little bit, you know? Something like BC Bike Race, we're, like, favored to win. We've won it the last six or seven years in a row. We didn't win it this year, but it was close. And coming to an event like this, where I'm just like, man, I might just be terrible, it's kind of nice because even when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, oh, well, it's just a bad day, whatever. It's still awesome mountain biking out here, and I'm having a rad time riding my bike. So 
It is. Know. Today was great. You know, the, the trails here are un- unreal. Like, to have a town that has this amount of mountain biking and this amount of terrain is pretty cool. Like, there's not a lot of places you could do something like this and ride new epic loops every day. And, Without uh, a car. Yeah, totally. Like, That's what's really unique. Like, at BC, do you need a car? Oh, yeah. Like, you have there's to have... transfers a- every day, like, big transfers. Yeah. Even at Transylvania, um, there's a couple of stages that are remote stages that you would... And Pisgah. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Pisgah goes without saying. Well, I mean, but here, like, you yeah. could fly into Denver, take a shuttle from the airport to town, and then build your bike in your Just condo. Like, like Baby Wicks. That's what, that's what well, Corey did. You did, did you, I think he's he said something about he was on the podium at... Transylvania. Transylvania. Yeah, I, I talked to that kid yesterday after the race. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, got yeah the, he's got the same haircut. He does. So we're twins in the hair department. I was calling him. I've been calling him baby. I mean, from like he, a, stayed, he stayed at the bunkhouse where I if, live. If he rode a twenty-six inch hardtail, from like a distance, you two would look <laughs> the same because like he would be like <laughs> big on yeah, like yeah. like from like fifty feet away, you'd be like, is that Wix or Baby Wix? I don't know, because <laughs> your bike looks a lot like. Uh, we had a customer that had a custom Ventana, and. Oh, if like you, Ronnie? yeah, his yeah. name's Ronnie. He's six nine, and like from the other side of the room, like his twenty nine looked like a twenty sixer because right. like the wheel, like the front triangle was so big. The wheels had like, you know, in front of the rear wheel before the seat stay, there was like a gap, like yeah. a twenty sixer would have instead of it being all like tucked in and stuff. So totally. his bike totally looked like a twenty six inch bike. But then you got up close to it, and you could just step through the front triangle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> are those are those Icon two three fives on there? They are, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see someone using that. Exo, their Exos, too, which is the, yeah. the key. Those things are wicked fun out there. Yeah. I was having a lot of fun on the downhills, catching and passing people. It was pretty hilarious. You don't use a dropper post. I got pretty long legs. <laughs> That's, that, that doesn't make like, sense. That seems like it would be more reason to use a dropper post. I mean, I've used one before, but like, there's nothing up here that you need a dropper post for. This yeah, I guess all, it's like, pretty, pretty easy. It is pretty moderate. I mean, I didn't even use it on a BC bike. I think it's... Dropper posts have gotten to the point where it's like if you ride with one all the time, you can't ride without it. It's because it, like it feels super weird. Yeah, you don't want to ride without right. it, right? <laughs> and so like, I found that like if I ride without one all the time, I don't even notice. I get on the bike with one, I feel like awkward on it for a while. And there's no doubt it's nice for certain things in certain situations, especially when you're just going out and, like having fun. But for racing, I think it's like an unnecessary complication. And another thing to go wrong, like I've I've broken a dropper post in a race before, and it cost me the race. Whereas if you don't have that on your bike, it's not going to break. You know, so. That is true. That's a very very solid statement. I mean, and when we're up here, we're at eleven thousand feet. I like my bike to be a pound lighter because I have fifty percent less power. And so if you do the calculation, like that pound actually costs you like something. Helps yeah. you a lot. You yeah, know? yeah, like yeah. it's something, right? So like that's why I'm on a hardtail. So I don't like, you know, it's. It, it's trade-offs. You're going for marginal gains, though. Like I'm old school, you know. I don't like I race my whole life without a dropper post. Like there's no doubt they're sweet, but so you I want don't, V-brake? I don't need it, you yeah. want V-brakes too? Maybe I could <laughs> we were actually Judy? talking about that. We can, we can put it. We can find a Judy to put on the front of your bike. Carl and I have raced coaster brakes, single speeds at local races and bend and done fine on them. Well, I mean, like, it, really, it comes down to like, yeah, your bike is going to help you, but it's not going to be the reason you don't win. Like, how hard can you drive it? How Like, that's what you guys have is, like, you can – because you can go so fast, you can still go really fast on anything. Like, you could probably do really well on your cross bike. Yeah, well, I mean, a bike's a bike, and there's obviously going to be a bike that's more suited to what you're doing, but whatever, you know, like, 
the end of the day, it's all bike racing. People like to like totally nerd out on that stuff, and that's cool. But I just like I drive a bike. If you're more like a recreational racer, I think a drop post would be amazing. Yeah, I think they're great for most people, but I just don't need it, so I don't ride it. Sometimes Man. I ride it. Dropping yeah. the hammer, I just don't need it. I'm just that's so I good. Don't, I don't man. even like, need the dropper. Today, I bet if I put a, a thing up on that descent off the top of the course, I probably have the fastest time going out. Me and Strava. Yeah. How'd you do it? I don't have a Garmin. Oh wow! <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like it's not it's not slowing me down. Is what I'm saying. It's not affecting me, especially here in Colorado. Like these trails are easy. <laughs> these trails. But Trail, like, all the trails we've ridden are like yeah 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 it's like supposedly, a skinny fire yeah. su- supposedly uh wheeler like we're gonna go down a trail that's way harder than what it usually what it's been in the past sounds fun yeah i know yeah. that's what i said it's like good most of the like toughest things here like most trail i'd say is pretty flowy for the most part there's some big rock gardens but like the hardest things have probably been like some like, run it out Jeep trail with huge rocks. I've been, like, the sketchiest sections of the last two days. Yeah, that's true. Compared to something like BC where you're going, like, straight down, rooted, wedgy stuff, you know, like, that's way harder to ride without a dropper post, but it's we're good. doing that, too, or stuff. Yeah, like, you know, I think it has its place, but whatever. We've talked about dropper posts for so long, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. We all use them. All but right. you would use them, like, if, if you had a course that needed, like, no, he just so, will never use a dropper post. I think for XC, you don't need it. For, like, Enduros and stuff like that, or, like, if you just got riding trail, I think it's great. Okay, yeah. So that's pretty easy. You, you finish it up there just riding trail, because, like, down in the front range, I love mine, because I just, like, on my hard trail, I just drop it, and then I jump a bunch There's of There's a shit. reason, like, everyone rides dropper posts. They're know? fun. They're cool, yeah. It's but they are heavy. My hard trail's a really heavy bike. It's, yeah. like... And for me, it's more, like, the reliability issue, you know, because I've had problems with them in the past, so I just try to... Which, which brand did you have a problem with? No comment. No comment, man. So pro. No comment. Oh, that's. Well, he's got a fox fork on there, so maybe it was a fox dropper. It wasn't a fox, actually. <laughs> I just need to go through the whole list. No, we're not. Person. We're moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, what would you, if you could change any one thing about your race prep or anything, what would it be? Like, what do you feel like you missed coming here? Oh, it'd be nice to be out too longer. You know, like we showed the day before the race. Just because our schedule, we couldn't be up here. But, you know, if you could come up here for a month and just hang out at Super Altitude, I think that would be helpful. But at the same time, like, that's a pretty big commitment just for one event. So it's... I mean, you could race other stuff out here, though. I don't know. I like Colorado. I don't really like Colorado that much. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like being home, you know? Yeah, that makes but, sense. I mean, that's the only thing, right? Like, that's the one element in this event that's unique, I think. Especially to Colorado. Like, just racing at high altitude is, is tough, you know? Like... Where I live, I'm like 300 feet from the ocean, so like I, it's it's a lot harder. But I was thinking about that today. At the same time, it's like a lot of people like to use that as an excuse, like uh, uh, complain about it. But it's just the nature of the thing. It's like going to BC and complaining that there's roots. It's just like, well, duh, if there's roots in BC. Or it rains, like, right? Like, yeah, and it's like, of course you're going to come to Colorado. It's going to be hot to you. Like, what do you expect? You know, so you just everyone's got to deal with yeah. That. You just ride the you just ride your race, right? Like you have to change your tactic based on the conditions. You can't just be like, I suck because it's altitude. So, well, it's probably just because you suck. It's not because the altitude. <laughs> so, do you think that people use that excuse? So, I've seen this a lot. People will. There's a so I used to live in Memphis, Tennessee, also 300 feet 
elevation, you know, like so pretty much sea level. And there was a big race a couple of hours away that drew a pretty big crowd. It had like a 400 rider limit, 50 mile mountain bike race that would sell Sola? out. Yeah, Solmo, it would sell out in like, you, you know, 12 minutes. Yeah, you awesome. could you could like totally win. It would be sick. Okay. Um, I think you should do it because the trails are really cool. I mean, you would probably do real well yeah. also, but yeah. you know. You would. I mean, <laughs> if you like, like riding hey, that. Hey, Barry, go do, go do this local mountain bike race because you'll probably win. Well, I mean, it's like a, there's a good draw there. Like people from Texas and yeah, uh, yeah, Colorado and stuff good. usually come in. It's it's like 50 miles with probably. You wouldn't be taking selfies while you were winning. Nah, nah, you wouldn't. <laughs> um, how many feet of climbing is it? Like 5,000? Anyways, no people idea. would like plan and go to this race and then get super hammered the night before and i always said that people do that to use it as an excuse like oh man i just accidentally drank too much last night so i did shitty today it's like no you're terrible at riding on rocks so you got drunk last night so you'd have an excuse as to why you like suck today well it's like i feel that way about single speed to a certain extent like it's a built-in excuse for why you weren't <laughs> especially that's what, uh, uh, garth garth prosser says something about single speed he's like that's just your excuse bike yeah, well, it like, is. It I was is. like, shut up, man. Don't tell everyone my it's secret. totally true. Like, it, you know, people like to have excuses because mountain bike is hard, you know? And it's like some people can't take it that they suck. Which is fine. <laughs> that's, why I yeah. that's why I single speed. I mean, that's not the only reason people ride single speeds, but I think that there's it's something to, to be said for That's totally anyway. my only reason ever to ride single speed. <laughs> or if you like... That ins- it, it makes my ass look fabulous. Or if you insist <laughs> on riding rigid all the time and you're oh, just yeah. like, oh, it's better. And it's like, but... Dude, like, if it was better... Come on, Dickie. You were going five miles an hour down yeah. the hill today. Yeah, we're talking to you, Dickie. You could run suspension every once in a while. Well, those guys just, like... I think they also like the attention that it brings when they do stuff like that, right? People are just like, you're fucking crazy. And it is crazy, but they, they you know, people like that attention. That's cool. I wouldn't fucking do that. It's too hard. <laughs> people get, like, really odd-looking custom bikes built with, like, riser BMX-style bars and stuff, and then, like, their bike is almost more of their hobby than riding their bike is their hobby does that seem yeah well, logical I, that's part of the culture right like people really get into bikes and they they're into it because they they get into it because they like riding and then they find out about all the techy nerdy shit you can get into and then that becomes an obsession too and then you buy tune parts and it's cool man whatever <laughs> that's the reason we have jobs people like doing that kind of shit you know and they like to come fall out what chain ring are you riding like why don't you have a drop it's like, Whoa, what? <laughs> that's like oh, that stuff, man. Man, well, that's why I ask those questions. Like, yeah, good. you're running a big chain ring and you don't have a dropper post, and like, pretty much your answer is, "I'm going fast. Get at me!" Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's all relative, right? Like, you see a professional, per, like a professional rider's bike, it's set up differently than an average rider, right? You know, we ride differently, so. Well, and also, that's probably not your only bike, right? No, no, not I, your only I mountain have, bike you know, either. I have full suspension. I've got all the whole gamut and. You know, it's like I looked at this race and picked what I thought was the best tool for the job. Right. And, like, I built one bike that is, like, for me, the best jack-of-all-trades. Like, totally, yeah, yeah. Which, as a normal person, is, like, understandable. But For sure. Yeah, you look at, like, Todd Wells. He just has, like, the epic World Cup with, like, a 38-tooth chain ring. You're like, duh, duh. But then you realize that he has, like... It's a sea otter bike. Every bike. <laughs> it's a, a leadville bike. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all relative, right? So specialized ep- epic is the leadville bike. But it's good, you know. People people like to look at the bikes that we ride and see what we're riding, and like I would just say, like, don't base your selection solely on what the pros are riding because they're probably way faster than you. 
And they probably have like five more bikes at home for that well, one. Even, not discipline. even that, you know, like if you're trying to set your bike up for a certain event, like if you're going to come up here and do this event, like don't do what I did. Like you might want a double chain. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like know, I so would. It's, it's cool to look at that stuff, but you know, you gotta be re- reasonable with your own abilities. Well, like yesterday I heard one of the pros, uh, I think he's pro Frank. Is that his name? Frank Weiss. The, is he race for track? <laughs> he's he, not pro enough that Barry knows him. Well, he's pro. anyways, he was talking and he's like, yeah, somebody was like, what are you going to do different tomorrow? Like chatting with him like a buddy. He's like, you know, I'm going to wear my lightest base layer and a thin long sleeve jersey. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And then like I realized like you guys are going faster uphill. You're going faster downhill and you're finishing before noon. Like <laughs> when I just went out for a ride yesterday, like I went pretty slow uphill, like in my easiest gear. And then I went downhill like moderate pace and then i rode like afternoon you know like if you go faster wind resist or wind uh what is it wind chill is higher all the time <laughs> and then also like you're done sooner and it's like the sun's not as warm yet like it's like trifecta you That's know funny. i just got a text i was actually laying here on the couch i got a text from my buddy who was in he's just in the second feed zone and he was just haggling me. He's like, fucking hailing out here. It is. I'm thinking about you sitting at home on the couch in your pajamas watching TV right now. <laughs> so you were you were finished before it started hailing. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. We finished yeah, like I got a little bit. I got a little bit of hail. It hailed just before I got to the second feed zone. Well, that's the other thing, right? Like, you know, we're at the front of the race. Like, most, the reason these races exist and the reason they're so successful is because it's cool for most people to do them, you know? We people were are out there for about, five or six hours, and that's like... We were talking about that on the way here, because we saw two dudes in kits with, like, numbers on cruising. Yeah. And well, you know, like, wow, those for guys most people, it's like, they're just trying to get done, you know? Like, yeah. They're like, it's an accomplishment just to get through the days. And, you know, to me, that's, like, more impressive. I think that's way harder to be out there for six or seven hours a day. Six days in a row. Yeah. Like, they put in, like, a 40-hour week. I know. We, we did BC bike races this year, and we finished in 16 hours, and, like, there were guys that took 40 hours to do that race, you know? Like, that's way harder. Yeah. But they had an awesome time. It's just a totally different perspective on, you know, mountain biking, which is cool, because an event like this, everyone can do it, you know? Like, they can be out there all day, and it's great. And they finish, and they come back and have dinner, and it's fucking their sight. That's the, those people are the reason why races like this exist. Totally. That's why all races exist. It's really. not it's not the pros who like get comped in. We're just skimming off the like, top and like and that's like, the heart of it. Make know? one trip to the grocery store and like eat in the condo the whole time and yeah. don't spend any other money in town. <laughs> yeah, so it's you know, it's I think it's awesome. That's why that's why we do this kind of stuff. It's it's great for us to be up the front and whatever, but we just want other people to see this stuff and be inspired to try it out. Yeah. That's true. So is that your takeaway? Just try it. Just just do it. Yeah, like, why not? You can pick an easy one. There's not not all. Like, this one's pretty hard, but they're all gonna be hard. Like yeah, they're all hard. You, I mean, like Pisgah's short, but the terrain is like it's just like kicking you in the teeth, like, you like can't day in day out. At all. We have to think about it like a, a marathon. You know, marathons are super popular because it's like you, it's like a specific goal you train for for a long time, and then you do it and you accomplish it, and you feel really good about it. It can be the same thing in the stage race, right? Like. Say, okay, next year I'm doing that event. You sign up, and it's like, all right, like it's real all of a sudden. It's happening, yeah. And then like it motivates you to ride, and you get excited, and like you know, that's great. I think I think it's super cool when people do that kind of stuff. Like I know people that pick one stage race every year, and they're like, okay, that's the one I'm doing. And then everything they do their whole year, yeah, is that one event, you know? Or even like Leadville. Leadville is huge. It's not because their bike course is rad. It's because it's like this 
brand is like this accomplishment. You can say, yeah, I did, I did Leadville and this is my time. You know, right. You like, can like walk into work like the following Thursday or whenever you get back with your buckle on and be like, yeah, yeah totally. I got a buckle. Yeah. And yeah. I think for most people, like that's what the racing is, you know? And that's, you know, we can really start getting political here, but the reason like why cross country racing in the U S like at the upper level is dying is because no one wants to do that. It's like not fun. Right. Like you don't want to go to some scary and ride laps for an hour. It's like, well, it's maybe not that sweet, you know. You'd rather come here and do the sick five day event, or go to something like Whiskey Fifty, where it's like a rad bike course and it's a party the whole time, and everyone's like super pumped. Like that's way more fun and way more worth your time. Is that the difference from like? So I think road racing and cross country racing fall in the same category, and then endurance mountain biking are different. Like in those events, you either make it or you don't, and if you're dropped, you're dropped, and like your whole day sucks. But like out here, or any endurance race, like you can just go bropping all day. Like, well, and, that's what we always say about these events. Is even if you're having a terrible day on your mountain bike, it's still a rad day of life because you're out riding your mountain bike in the woods and it's awesome, right? Like, and no one's gonna pull you. Yeah, you're just gonna have fun and it's gonna be a sick mountain bike ride. Right? It's like, not like a road race where you can get hit by a car and then see Barry Wicks in the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, well, Chris was there too at the same time. I remember that? I, I thought he looked familiar, but <laughs> I was I was having a real bad day. Yeah, Chris smoked himself that race. They're talking about Rougeau Bay. I was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. It was not awesome. Yeah, not that awesome. It was not awesome at all. That was a dumb day. But anyways, like, that's, that's you know, that's the point is that you know, we like to do events that are cool. They're fun no matter what. Yeah, it's fun no matter what, right? Even if you're suffering, it's like, well, I could be sitting at the desk fucking typing away at spreadsheets or something. You know, like, this is way better than that, so... Oh, that's awesome. And realistically, you can say that about anything, but, you know, in my mind, I have a lot more fun doing stuff like this than going and racing in World Cup cross country and smashing my head into Belgians for seven hours. It's no fun. <laughs> I mean, seven uh, minutes, actually, until I get lapped by <laughs> guys after 12 minute laps. I was like, oh, this is not that fun for me. Like, uh, not that uh, you laughed me. That's not good. You know, we did that. We put our fucking. Threw our chips in and went. Chris and I went to Europe for three years and tried to race World Cups. And it was just like brutal, brutal. We couldn't cut it. So now we come do stuff like this. It's way more fun. Oh I man, so. can you imagine like the Euro pros though trying to race this stuff and they'd show up with like tubulars and shit? Yeah, I mean that happens, right? Like a couple years ago, a bunch of those guys came over and tried to do a BC bike race. <laughs> these are like legit dudes, and we're on the first stage on the first trail, and there's like a log across the trail. It's like not a very big log. And the guy was, was like, this is Italian, dude. And he was leading the event, right? Like, we're all on this tra- train coming in this trail. And he, like, cycle cross dismounts and runs over the log. And we're like, buddy, like, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, this is dude. the easiest trail on the dude. course, and you can't even ride it. Like, you were screwed. And sure enough, those guys, like, fucking exploded. Like, bikes were broke. Like, they just, they could not Like, deal. all their tune parts blew up. Yeah, like. they just, like, could not deal, right? Like, but, you know, that's, we go to, we went to Europe and raced a couple stages over there and just got fucking throttled because it's 10,000 feet of climbing on fire roads all day and then skid back down the fire road back to the bottom like it's just a totally different thing right that's funny that's really funny actually i saw a guy do a a move the night before like the check-in day he was riding a hardtail with an rs1 and carbon wheels and it was like a super 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 like credit card bike you know like like (laughs) that he walked in the bike store with his Yeah, he walked in the store with his black card out and was like, I want a nice hardtail. And the salesperson was like, this one. Um, but like, so he's in the saddle 
and you know the the lip of the driveway is like two inches tall like he does this thing where he's riding and he looks at it and then he goes to stand up to like pull up for the curb for some reason and he pushes off the handlebars and like compresses his fork a little bit and then hits the curb as he's pulling up so he just kind of like did this weird little like crooked wheelie thing and i'm like you're gonna have a long week, dude. You're gonna have a real fucking long week. Like, and we really good at mountain biking by the end of the week, though. Like, there's a lot of rocks out there bigger than that little lip on the driveway. Like, you need to get with it, buddy. Stage racing is like a crash course in mountain biking for sure. Well, sometimes that's pretty cool, though. You see some people that actually like improve over a week. Oh, for sure, everyone does. I feel even like when I do like some like BC, where by the end of the week my perception has changed and how I ride trails is different just because you get so used to it. So that guy, I bet if you saw him at the end of the week, he'd be like totally shattered and also way better at jumping over that curve. <laughs> are you are you going to be better at like two wheel drifting after this week? You definitely, think definitely like, a lot of two wheel drifting this week. Oh yeah, you got the the icon on the front. That's you got the drift tires on. Aggressive tire. He's got the D tires. <laughs> the Aspens are the drift tires. You can put like a Furious Fred on there, like the one point eight or something. <laughs> I, I saw that, that once at a I don't know uh, Jeremiah Bishop. I think was running. Um, Furious Freds. It was at Kahuta. Like, he had Furious Fred, like, one on the front and then the skinnier one on the back. Sounds scary. <laughs> it looked that scary. sounds like Jeremiah. <laughs> it looked scary. It was I bet awesome. they were really light. <laughs> we had Jeremiah this year. He was totally fucking with his bars. First day of the race on the start line. It's classic. Classic. You mean, like, adjusting them in the stem? Oh, yeah. hey, what's, uh, tell us some more, like... Uh, of like pro gossip like what no. oh, Jerry Bai is an awesome guy but he's always like fucking with his shit like right on the start line with like three minutes to like go it's like really you're like changing your tire pressure <laughs> yeah I saw a lady yesterday she just pulled over and she was like I was like are you okay she's like yeah I'm just letting some air out and I'm like do you have a gauge with you like do you have any idea what you're doing like oh, it's pro dude going by feel it's so pro yeah that's I'm how, sure that's how Sven East does it that's fine. That's fine. He has a wheel pit also. <laughs> like, there's no wheel pit for her. Oh, that's awful. I I just, I like numbers. I like knowing there's like X PSI in there. I mean, sometimes if you just have too much in there, you just sort of like, okay, that's better. Yeah, just drop it out a little. It's good. All right, cool. Well, Is that enough? yeah, definitely. I want to check in with you guys at the end of the week if you want to. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're here all week. Corey will be leaving for Leadville, but we'll be around. All right. We'll feed him on Saturday. That's our job. Oh, that's we'll be hard. Hungover. We're going to bring our hammocks and set up shop in the feed zone. Leadville and the hammocks and just relax. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get to relax a lot at Leadville if you're in the feed zone. Is it like a total circus? Well, Corey no, will be at the front, so then we'll just get out of there. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. He better be at the He's not in the no top pressure. ten. We're leaving. Like after fifty people come it. through, you're just gonna like leave a cooler with his name on it and ten. walk off. If he's not there in the top for, ten, for he's just gonna stop and fill up his own. Oh, full suspension. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Elvin Lacata set the record on a dually two years ago. Okay. And they went back to hardtail last year. No, this year I see they're back in the duallys. So I think I'm releasing know what they're doing. Just coming in with them. Yeah. She would also move through the rough sections. Yeah. It just saves the energy over six or seven hours. Those electric shocks you got, you can just make that thing fully rigid in like a microsecond. That's so. really just robots. Yeah. It really freaks people out when they ride with you and they hear the motors too. So it's pretty awesome. Sick. Yeah, not a lot of people are riding with you though. 
Especially at night, you have little flashing lights in there. Yeah. The shocks. They should make a night stage at Brick, I think. No. <laughs> no, people would die. People would just get eaten. It's a terrible idea. Oh, you should do it. What would they get eaten by? They have bears here and stuff? Bears, mountain lions, moose, I don't know. They would turn carnivorous and eat you at night. That's a little known fact about moose. They're they're carnivorous after dark. My buddy and I are going to do the the branch reverse, the ski race. It starts at midnight and it goes from, I don't know, fucking that one place to Vail. (laughs) It goes from that one place to Vail. It to Vail, I think. Oh, wow. How far is that? Uh, It's like 46 miles. It sounds like a lot. Through the mountains. On skis. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Some guys I knew set the record this year like six and a half hours or something. Or they were second, like right behind the guys. But how, I, I don't even want to get into it. Um, I probably couldn't do it that fast on my bike. It's like real nerdy stuff if you want to get a ski motor. Like Google ski... ski motor racing and there's like spandex and all sorts of stuff. It's is skiing faster than riding a bike? In snow it is. <laughs> with that we're gonna close out uh, on snow 